Hello everyone, and welcome to Metagaming, a podcast about anything and everything tabletop. Welcome! In this episode, we'll be reviewing Eoth Kallstein's revised Encyclopedia of Great Animals and Draconic Beings, a 5th edition bestiary out now on the DMs Guild, so hopefully you'll go check it out. It's written and designed by Daniel Kay, who also did a lot of the artwork inside. You can find Daniel over on Twitter at Dungeons and Dan. Eoth is a unique bestiary for 5th edition, available now on the DMs Guild, as I've said. And what an excellent pay-what-you-want product. The author clearly dedicated a lot of time and effort into making it. And you can really see their passion on every page. And I mean every page. Even the credits page includes some heartfelt insight into the author's motivation. All right, up first is our appetizers, which is our 15-point system that we use to rate products, if you will. And I'm happy to say that Eoth gets 14 out of 15 points. It's time for the main course. In Eoth, there are around 30 beasts and monstrosities, many of which have some unique lore provided by the fictional author of the tome. Yet another fantastic treat that the author has thrown in there. Among these 30 creatures or so, I believe my favorites are probably the swarm of jellyfish and the astral fish. I know it sounds like there's a lot of fish, but hear me out. The jellyfish includes a side note that states, and I quote, Despite a far too common insistence that you should urinate on a body part that gets stung by a jellyfish, this is a complete myth. Urinating on the area does nothing to help the pain or remove any venom. What you should do instead is remove any tentacles with an implement that isn't your fingers and then soak the sting in hot water. I mean, uh, if that's just not great advice for any adventurer. Uh, meanwhile, the astral fish includes helpful tips about cooking and eating it. Quote, seen as a delicacy to some, mostly nobles, these fish fetch a high price if they're brought to a market. If you find yourself buying or catching one, there are ways to cook it. And then it goes on to talk about grilling being the best way to cook it. It gives tips on how even to grill it, saying you should do it in a banana leaf. It has a few notes about it being a bit of a salty fish, and it's just fantastic. I really like cooking and uh, the aspect of that in D&D. It's one of my more favorite things that's often kind of left to the sidelines, I feel like. But it's something that really helps me, at least, get into a scene or an environment. What are people cooking? What are the smells? What are the tastes? It's really great for role-playing. And I think this bestiary, just including these little tips like this, it really helps to stimulate those ideas and, and imaginations that can spark role-playing like that. Of course, I can't fail to mention the cheetah, which includes advice about caring for cheetahs, which is just adorable. And even penguins are included in this bestiary, which is especially nice for me, considering laughing penguins gaming. Part 3 of the bestiary covers dragons and all sorts of draconic things. The fictional author starts off the introduction to the section by saying, I am sure that including dragons in the same publication as animals would offend the more prideful of dragons, as it probably should, 
which is, I mean, that's just hilarious to me. But I, I love that uh, there is this fictional author who wrote The Bestiary. It's uh, really engaging. It's fun to read through. It's not just a book of stat blocks, okay? It's, it's actually entertaining. And there are so many fascinating dragon types and, and dragon creatures here in, in part three of the bestiary. My favorite is probably the gloom dragon, which can inflict its own disease. It's called the gray wasting disease, and it has an incubation period, uh, and it deals charisma damage at the end of each long rest if you don't get the proper healing, which is uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Uh, there's an additional disease in the game, but this one really caught my eye. There's also a rust dragon. Who doesn't want one of those? Well, excuse me, what DM doesn't want a rust dragon in their game? And there's also an eastern-inspired dragon, which is just really cool. Part 4 includes some tables that have creatures listed by environment types, which is really nice. My only complaint here, and it's a minor one, is that including a page number next to the monster would have been really useful. You could have even gone an additional step further and turned the tables into random tables. Uh, but again, not necessary, just would have been a nice quality of life uh, addition. Part 5 is all about the subclasses. The subclasses are well thought out and interesting, although, in my opinion, don't really bring a whole lot of new concepts to the genre. Something of note are the Circle of the Old Ways Druid subclass ability called Reckless Resilience, which lets a player half an attack's damage as a reaction each round. Another thing that stood out to me is the Way of Nature's Warden. It's a monk subclass ability called Scent Sensitivity, which grants a player bonuses to smells and scents, basically. Uh, this ability has great RP possibilities, and I just love it. And then we have the Animal Lord Ranger subclass, uh, which has a massive list of options. Suffice it to say, you can be a bird lord, okay? Who doesn't want that? Overall, the five subclasses included are a nice addition, and uh, they stick very well with the theme. If you're a DM or a GM and you want to pick up this bestiary to, you know, get access to all the great stat blocks and creatures and stuff, this is just a fantastic addition. You can throw this option out there to your players. Oh, hey, would you like to be a nature or animal-centric character class? Here you go. There, you got some additional options. Part 6 is a few pages worth of magical items uh, GMs can add to their worlds. My favorite is definitely the Obsidian Penguin figurine. If I'm playing in your game, please give me one of these things. I want this in my life. The best thing about these items is that uh, they look like a lot of fun without being game-breaking. I don't think any game master would regret giving their players any of these items, and yet the players will no doubt love them. And now it's time for dessert. The Verdict. You should certainly pick up this product right away. It's worth every cent that it's listed for, which right now at the time of this recording was $7.05. If you're a marginalized individual or just can't afford it right now, at least give the author a rating to let the world know you support their work. Plus, if you buy the book, some of the proceeds will go to wildlife charities, and that is just an excellent addition.
All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Metagaming. Until next time, let's adventure together. Thank you.